This program is community service and is not intended to be a substitute for medical advice. Listeners having questions about their health should make an appointment to see their personal physician. Any opinions or statements made during the program are those of the individuals or physicians making the statements and are not the opinions or statements of the hospital. Sierra Vista Regional Medical Center and Twin Cities Community Hospital proudly present another edition in their podcast series, Healthy Conversations. Menopause can be a difficult life transition for many women, and luckily, there are treatments available to help ease symptoms and allow women to feel like themselves again. Today, we'll be talking about menopause and the effects of hormone replacement therapy, known as HRT, and here with us to discuss is Dr. Eric S. Colton, an OBGYN at Sierra Vista Regional Medical Center and Twin Cities Community Hospital. Pleasure to have you here, Dr. Colton. So, why don't we start by you giving us an overview of what hormone replacement therapy is and when women should consider getting it. Sounds great. Hormone replacement therapy is basically the replacement of the natural hormones a woman produces during her reproductive years from her ovaries, which include estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone. Typically, women will experience menopause by age 51 in this country. There's a transitional period that many women and physicians and allied health people refer to as the perimenopause, where we start to see the transition into menopause start to take place. And this is about where women will start to develop some of the symptoms. Classic symptoms include hot flashes and night sweats. And unfortunately, these lead to a lot of secondary side effects and symptoms with impairment of sleep, insomnia general fatigue, uh, depression. Um, it leads to vaginal dryness, which can lead to painful intercourse or painful intimacy, which can progress to a, many other facets uh, of a woman's life during this transitional time and for the remainder of their time in menopause. So are you saying that these hormone replacements offsets some of those things that women experience after menopause? Can you maybe talk to some of the major benefits that women can expect to see? Absolutely. Traditionally, just, you know, replacing hormone the hormones that are depleted when women go through menopause, the early acute symptoms that are going to be resolved and significantly improved upon are going to be the hot flashes and night sweats, realizing that these night sweats occur very frequently at night when a woman is trying to sleep and interferes with sleep cycles and sleep patterns, which can lead to a cascade of other symptoms. Um, the benefits of these, which has been reiterated in most recent studies as that were presented late in 2017, in addition to the hot flashes and night sweats or the typical menopausal symptoms, hormone replacement therapy, particular estrogen, is going to help prevent bone loss. So it's going to help reduce the risk of osteopenia and osteoporosis, which are significant con contributors to fractures and can really alter um, one's life um, from that standpoint. We also understand and have a clear understanding that hormone replacement therapy, when given at an appropriate age, also will have cardiovascular benefits and there's continued research that it may actually help decrease or slow the onset of certain forms of dementia or Alzheimer's disease, and it will also help promote uh, good eye health. It helps decrease the incidence of macular degeneration. Um, 
It is also going to help with improving vaginal dryness and pain with intercourse so that a woman a woman can remain comfortably intimate with her partner throughout her life. Those are the big benefits and long-term benefits of hormone replacement therapy. It sounds like there is a lot of benefits uh, to getting hormone replacement therapy. What about some of the risks associated with it? You know, I know some women are worried that it might be linked to breast cancer. So can you maybe speak to that a little bit? Definitely. And back in 2001, there was a big report that came out. And people were very critical of the report for a number of reasons. But it, it, it revealed that women who were on estrogen and progesterone for just over five years started showing an increased incidence of breast cancer. And this is what led to this study really coming to a screeching halt and really had a lot of women jumping off the bandwagon. One of the primary problems is the women in this study were in their 60s when they were initiating hormone replacement therapy, which intuitively is 10 years later than we would normally institute hormone replacement therapy, or at least make the recommendations, like I said earlier, average age 51. So that's when a woman should be uh, considering hormone replacement therapy in her late 40s to early 50s when she goes into menopause, and that's where the benefits are there. After about 10 years, the risks of hormone replacement therapy start outweighing the benefits, and we start losing the benefits of the cardiovascular benefit. We actually start seeing an increased risk of uh, heart attacks uh, and strokes and blood clots developing in addition to the breast cancer risk. So from that standpoint, it's important to make sure you're being followed by a physician or allied health professional who has a good knowledge base on hormone replacement therapy. And in today's market, there are a number of different options out there uh, to treat the symptoms, both hormonal and non-hormonal nowadays. So it really does seem like there's a window there where women should be considering this, women in their late 40s to early 50s. That's the right time to do it. Um, but I'm curious, what about the women who reach menopause prematurely, like, for example, under the age um, of 40? You know, they'll have to live with the effects of less estrogen for longer. So what do you advise for these women? small segment of the population uh, that will experience what we refer to as premature menopause, or some women may have to undergo a surgical procedure at an earlier age that puts them into menopause. And those women starting at an earlier age, right now, the literature, the evidence, the science shows that it's absolutely safe to continue these women on this medication, on the hormone replacement therapy at an earlier age for that reason. So that, that truly is not a significant concern. Some people talk about various forms of birth control uh, because it too provides hormones in the form of estrogen, progesterone. But women who are menopausal really do not need that type of pharmaceutical agent because it is, it's, it is become a, it's a pharmaceutical dose and not a physiological dose like traditional hormone replacement therapy is. Let's talk a little bit about when women should not get it. You know, you mentioned when they're approaching close to 60 and they start doing hormone replacement therapy, that's when things can get dangerous. Is there a certain age or cutoff that you recommend that women absolutely do not get it besides 60? Is it like 57? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, I usually will look at, one, how long they've been on it, on the hormone replacement therapy. And this is why it's important to see patients at least once a year so that we can 
see what has transpired during that year. Have they had a medical event that may have taken place during the time we last saw them? So has a patient developed breast cancer? Has a patient developed some type of cardiovascular event or developed a stroke? Um, so all of those things may mitigate a reason to discontinue sooner. Otherwise, for myself, I kind of look at the 10-year mark. If a woman started at 53, I'm going to look roughly 10 years down the road and start talking as we approach that time on we're going to need to consider, you know, taking you off your hormones. And here are some of the other non-hormonal options if they continue to have symptoms. And there's other medications to help with uh, preventing bone mineral density loss or development of osteoporosis. Um, so that's kind of where I, I look at it. You know, there are going to be women who have certain um, medical histories that prevent them from utilizing estrogen. This may be the woman who developed blood clots at a younger age or when she was on birth control. She may have some type of clotting disorder. This is someone who is not going to be a good candidate for estrogen. Women who smoke, certainly my, my general belief in the literature supports smoking in combination with hormone replacement therapy, while not a contraindication, we know smoking exacerbates the risks of strokes and heart attacks. And so it's, you know, you don't want to throw a one-two punch. You know, anyone who has underlying heart disease, elevated cholesterol as well, it are some patients that I have some concern and want to make do possibly some ancillary testing or through their primary care physician some testing to make sure there's not any excessive underlying heart disease in women uh, before we start them on hormone replacement therapy as well. Yeah, so it's important to know the details of your medical history when considering this type of treatment, but I actually want to get into some specifics. So you mentioned hormones like estrogen and progesterone. Can you tell us which patients should go for estrogen-only therapies and who might want a combination of the two? Like what specifically should women ask their OBGYN? Absolutely. Well, Historically, when we just had just estrogen and progesterone available, if a woman has had a previous hysterectomy and she doesn't have a uterus, there is really no need for progesterone. Progesterone is used in combination with estrogen in women who have a uterus to prevent the lining of the uterus from growing because we learned a long, long time ago, long before I was even practicing, that Initially, we just gave women just estrogen and epidemiological studies. When we followed these women out over time, the lining of the uterus grew in response to this unopposed estrogen, and it was a risk factor for women to develop endometrial cancer. And when we started seeing this trend occur, we realized we had to add progesterone. So up until a few years ago, if a woman had a uterus, and wanted to go on estrogen, we really needed to mandate giving progesterone at some certain interval. And that interval may be anywhere from daily progesterone to every couple of months we gave would give them progesterone for a couple of weeks at a time so that we control that the growth of the lining. Now there is a product on the market that has both estrogen and for the simplicity of this talk, an anti-estrogen in it. There's no progesterone, but this anti-estrogen, or what some call a selective estrogen receptor modulator, it blocks the effects of estrogen only in the uterus. So a woman can take an oral medication that has the estrogen, 
to help with her hot flashes and night sweats and her bones. But with a uterus, she doesn't have to take progesterone. Many of the side effects that kind of are bothersome with hormone replacement therapy tend to be related more so to progesterone. And so this has been a way to avoid giving women progesterone and having to deal with those side effects. It's great how far this medical technology has advanced. And, you know, Dr. Colton, I really appreciate you taking the time to educate us on how women can be healthy and live more comfortably during menopause. Is there anything else that we missed here today? I think the most important thing is that there are continually new options that are coming out. In fact, there are a couple of products that are investigation very close within a year or two. And I think when a woman is on hormone replacement therapy, even though she may not require that physical exam every year because of certain guidelines I've read about, it's still, if you're taking hormones, make sure you see your healthcare provider at least once a year because there may be something new or something has changed that may benefit you or be a reason to consider switching or quite frankly, to continue the hormone therapy that you're on. So that annual visit with your uh, provider who is prescribing your hormones is extremely important. It's great advice and, and very good for all of us to be proactive with our health, um, especially during this time. So for a referral to a board-certified physician, please call the Sierra Vista Regional Medical Center and Twin Cities Community Hospital Physician Referral Line at 866-966-3680. My guest today has been Dr. Eric S. Colton. I'm Prakash Chandran. Thank you so much for listening.